0: Hi, I'm an observer and you're listening to Panchayat. Now this is a podcast where we discuss world affairs, TV shows, movies, cricket, history, life, relationships and common sense I guess. Join me on Panchayat every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor or wherever you get your podcast from. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Panchayat. It's another Saturday, another episode. Now, year 2020 has brought our lives to a screeching halt. Almost everybody is living in fear. Fear of contracting the virus, fear of the economy collapsing, fear of losing our jobs, fear of missing our academic life, and most importantly, fear of dying or losing our dear ones untimely to this deadly virus. But let's be honest. At the back of our minds, we all know that this difficult time is going to pass sooner or later. And two, three years down the line, the world is gonna go back to its normal self. But what if I tell you that 1.2 billion lives around the globe will still continue to live in fear even after we beat this virus? Fear of being made fun of, fear of missing school, fear of contracting an infection or even dying to an infection. These 1.2 billion lives are women around the world who do not have access to sanitary products. Alone in India, 12% of the country's 355 million menstruating women can afford to use the sanitary protection. Period poverty is a sad and a cruel reality. Most of us, me included, just went about it on social media, then actually do something about it. Fortunately, there are a few good people who find time out of their personal lives and are working towards making this world a better place. Our guest today is one of those few people, and we are going to talk to her about period poverty and the work their foundation does to mitigate this problem. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome board chair of Mana Mahila USA, Shagun Maheshwari. Hey Shagun, welcome to the show.
1: Hi Anup, thank you for having me. And you make it sound super fancy. The title is
0: just you. should should feel fancy. You're you're trying to change the world. You are you are the actual superwoman.
1: No, but uh, thank you for the nice introduction.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So why why don't you tell us the textbook definition of period poverty? What does period poverty mean?
1: So basically. we take a lot of just regular menstrual hygiene products for granted, like even clean underwear for granted when mm-hmm. like in more developed worlds and in higher income societies, but a lot of people around the world uh, don't have access to clean water, clean sanitation facilities. And this if affects women, even in like, because women everywhere menstruate and it's a fact of life. And a lot of, uh, products around how to manage uh, menstrual hygiene are not available at a cost that is affordable for a lot of these women, especially like in slum communities or in low income households. A lot of the times a woman will put her family's needs ahead of her own. So she'll buy like whatever food ration, sometimes even alcohol for the husband before uh, coming to like the hygiene products that she actually needs. Yeah. So, uh, period poverty is twofold. One, you have like just money, like lack of in- enough financial resources, but sometimes it's also just the stigma around periods. Like, a lot of women don't know how to sanitary napkins use well more hygienic for them. They will prefer using cloth or just rags because they might not know any better or to ask for a sanitary napkin is also sort of stigmatizing. So it's twofold. It's money, but it's also awareness, access, and just stigma.
0: So it's lack of education and lack of money. Mm-hmm. As
1: well. Yes, everybody has an opinion about a woman's vagina, yeah. and this yeah. is sort of one of those things in which I mean, it's such a natural process. Why it should be stigmatized is. Uh,
0: so tell me about you, if you don't mind. Like, were <laughs> okay. you? Were you? exposed to this sexual you know the sex education or were you taught about uh the biological problems not problems I don't know why do we call it a problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is a it is a headache
0: to be very (laughs) honest it is a pain but
1: uh yes so basically um I come I I my parents live in Bombay and Mm. both my parents are doctors so um and also I was interested in guess biology science whatever so growing up in school i was super excited for my first period i was super psyched but uh, i was also like a late bloomer while all my friends had already started their cycles mira say eighth and eight standard end made started and i was i was the last person in class basically um so is eight
0: is standard dad- eight is standard eight uh, late like I
1: thought it... I, I mean, was uh, end of 13. I was like almost turning 14. Yes, that is oh, it. Oh,
0: okay. Ajka,
1: like 12, 11, 10. Sometimes oh. also early. Yeah. So, you a ho. Yeah. So,
0: anyways,
1: I was super psyched. And I remember the first day uh, I, I got my cycle and I ran home and I was like, Mom, Mom, I got my cycle. And my dad his home and i remember him saying he oh so let's celebrate like let's go out get dinner and like let's celebrate you're becoming a woman so yeah so my the reception and my family was was all fun and happy and my mom was all like you are weird that you're excited about this and uh, those were still the good days job cycles were not very heavy like And pain was non-existent. So I thought why people complain about this? This is okay. This is doable. Yeah.
0: So so, let's say, you know, when you talk about your story and when we hear a lot of stories that other girls uh, uh, talk about what they go through in their house. Like, I remember. So I, I come from a conservative family and I remember uh, So she cannot uh, work for three, four days and uh, I don't know uh, what happens. yeah.
1: I have a story about this. So my grandparents are uh, more conservative. So uh momata and my cycle, uh, we were visiting summer vacation, ya, and mom ni mola ta ki agar cycles matab, if you start periods yaha shiru, batana mat ki ciko. Like first chap, just handle it, don't tell anyone. And I was 13 just shiru yi with cycles, fourteen probably. And uh, I was like, okay, but why why the secrecy? Because I love talking about my cycles from the beginning. And uh, why the secrecy? So it so happened that uh, uh, my grandparents are also very religious. So, I that they don't like it, ki, a lot of people actually don't like it if a woman is on her period, if she's uh, going in the temple or touching anything to do with the God or whatever. So, uh, I thought that mango season. Tha. So, they would keep a big crate of mangoes right in the temple. And for whatever reason, it would, it would go there. Sabse so, I wanted mangoes. And I wanted to get the mangoes, but then I was like, "Oh, allowed in And uh, I thought, ki I'll be like the good girl, and I will ask someone else, and I will not break their rules, and I will ask someone else to get me the mango." The minute I asked someone they figured, "Why are not going? Because it's a cycle." So, everybody started treating me like, "Show me not this, don't Sit there, and mom is like, Kya ki? Chali jati, pata And I was like, ki, but I was just following rules. And I remember very clearly, my aunt was pregnant at the time. And uh, I went and sat next to her. And she said, ki, chagun, tum Mujhe mat. And I was like, ki? what happened? And then we just learned ki Basically, menstruation is what your body is uh, every month. It makes a layer of like nutrition and like just blood vessels around the uterus. And it is in expectation that if uh, if you do get pregnant, then that's where the baby feeds off of. So it's like blood rich nutrient, like basically tissue, right. which uh, if, if you don't get pregnant, that lining breaks because now it's not needed anymore. And that's what you are uh, basically menstruating. So all of the blood and mucus and tissue breaks apart. So it's basically, I remember telling my mom ki mera at least bahar nikal like impure hai. <laughs> So mom's like, logic doesn't work here. You just have to like put up with it. But yeah.
0: But when people say, was there a science behind it during the older days? Uh, let's say 50 years back when you didn't have clean sanitary products?
1: I like to believe that it was to give the woman rest. And then it became into this whole, like uh, don't touch and don't do and it's unclean. Because what is really unclean? It's blood. It's it's not like unclean blood. That is ridiculous. Uh, And then a lot of people also like to argue that, oh, but you're, you're, you're excreting. Well, it's a natural thing. I'm bleeding. So you get a cut do you not go near near God? Like, what is the big deal? So I don't really ascribe to that either. I think it's just one of those things. Everybody has an opinion on your vagina and anything it's doing, you want to like talk about it. And um, maybe it started with good intentions to give women rest because it is, it pains, it hurts. You feel tired, but it has become another way of making people feel like they don't Basically it's become another way of uh, almost like oppressing people. Yeah, Ki, yeah.
0: This
1: is unclean or you can't
0: yeah. do this or whatever. Yeah. These you know what, these people should be led into a boys' hostel for a month and they should see how boys <laughs> live.
1: Unclean out of all the things, <laughs> like there are worse ways <laughs> of living. Yes.
0: <laughs> so so they should see how boys live. Like there are beds going on who wouldn't take a shower for uh, how many days? And uh, we had friends who had gone without taking a shower for twelve days, thirteen days during the winter time when, uh, it, because it was a boys' hostel, <laughs> yeah, so, how are you going to take a shower? So, kabhi ek sunday pe and they should they would take a bath. Uh, why why is it that it is twenty first century? On one hand, we are sending we are planning to send humans to the Mars and to the Moon. And into the outer space. And on the other hand, a few women, a lot of women actually, in the less developed countries are finding hard to even survive this very natural biological cycle.
1: So this is this is a sentence that I like to use from like I think about a lot. Key on one hand, we're making so many technological advancements, and on the other, and menstruation is just one of the problems we have there are so many social yeah, problems that yeah. are like plaguing us racism gender discrimination so many things yeah uh, like social problems that and i think i think it's just i mean i think it's a little bit to do with human nature like we like everything may we like to apna group banana like religion may country may skin color may and gender may and we just like making groups and then making the other group feel bad, I think, some some way or the other. And that just keeps coming out one way or the other. And it's just something we need to fight against constantly. He, next time you say, he, oh, I don't know, boys can't cry. Well, that's not true. You're just making up a rule as you go. Yeah. Like, you're just, it's just... I think it's just we like generalizing everyone and then putting them into boxes. But I don't know. This is just a personal opinion. And on that same note, um, I do believe that while we're making so many technological advancements, it is ridiculous that periods are not more comfortable and that it is a pain and that it hurts. And uh, I was 23 and I was looking for sort of biodegradable alternatives for menstruation because uh one sanitary napkin is i mean every cycle you use around 10 maybe more and a woman menstruates for at least at least 30 40 years yeah Mm -hmm. and 40 years each cycle 10 so 120 uh pads a year and then multiplied by that like 40 years that's what four eight zero zero am i missing a year zero Oops. i mean whatever it's it's a bunch of pads basically yeah that yeah. one woman is using in in her lifetime and um, it goes somewhere it all goes somewhere and it goes in landfills most of the time and even though a lot of people say that oh it's supposed to be incinerated it's bio waste and biohazard a lot of the times it's not getting segregated and incinerated it's just getting dumped in the landfill so we're creating a lot of waste so this has been bothering me for a while, and um, I've, I was looking ki kuch to solution ho, jo comfortable bhi ho, but jo reusable be ho. And then there are cloth pads, but cloth pads doh and then it's basically the same thing. And um, yeah, it's nice, but it's not it's not that different. Like it's it's it inconveniences you a little bit. So uh, then I came across menstrual cups, basically just cups that silicone medical silicone cups that last for like years and uh, you insert it in so it collects the blood and after 12 hours you empty it out and then insert it in and rinse it and insert it in again. And it's perfect. It's the best thing. And I started using it and you don't even feel like you're on your period. It's the best. And that's when I realized this should be like the invention of the year or something. like it's making life so much easier. So anyways, but there are a lot of social hurdles to even using tampons or cups. A lot of people, eat. I tried propagating it in my own family. And I told all the women I know in my family, you should use this because now I've, I, I felt all like, oh my God, I came to know about the yeah. secret and I should like Eureka. Sort of tell other people. Yeah. yeah. I should tell people that life is so much better with this. And all the married women were like, don't tell the unmarried women. We don't want them inserting things before marriage. huh yeah how is that related like yeah. how is inserting something and then uh so i ha- even like educated women have trouble accepting that you can put something in to your body so yeah it's an uphill battle which we so must they, fight
0: yeah i i did i did read about uh, all uh, that you just said and it looks like in a lot of developed uh, developing countries, let's say Africa or India, for example, using a tampon or a menstrual cup, it's like it, they, they believe that your virginity is lost. Just
1: More in India than Africa. Africa yeah. is more accepting uh, okay. in, putting, in putting something in. So I just we spoke to this founder of this organization and I'm blanking on the name. It will come to me. The kuva Project. And uh, she told us that they distribute menstrual cups to uh, school children in Africa. And they teach them how to use it. And each menstrual cup is like $7 or something. And it lasts for years. And uh, it's reusable. All you have to do. And they teach you how to clean it. And all you need is like soap and water. Or sometimes even water. Just boil it and just use it again. And that's it. And uh, it lasts for 12 hours when your pad lasts only for a few hours or depending on your flow. So it's, it's, it's very nice. But the problem is, so I was asking her, what are uh, social barriers? Kya hai? Because Because low-income groups. So she said that we tried to do in India. Mein ki karne ka. But India ke jo social barriers, hai, they are very, very like rigid. It's way, way more difficult to do this in India than in Africa. And in Africa, they were able to do it. The other thing is, uh, when I put the menstrual cup the first time it hurts because mm-hmm. it's like you're something new you're trying and you have to get, get 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 the hang of it and then finally you realize how to do it so teaching that to kids how did you even do that like how did you teach a 13 year old girl that this is what you're going to do so that they don't get scared mm-hmm. and so they said Han. basically their whole model is extensively on training like training them properly how to use it and like making sure they're not scared and stuff because and she follows everything I say blindly. Yeah. And she just like bought it and inserted it. And it was <laughs> fine for like 12 hours. And when she tried to get it out, she couldn't. And the more she freaked out that not the more like she was having trouble getting it out.
0: The anxiety, and
1: yeah. yeah, and then she, oh my God, my parents, my dad was laughing. But, uh, but uh, they took her to the hospital. And then basically my dad... My dad works there, right? So my dad's friend basically fished it out and they all had a good laugh and everything was happy. But imagine this happening in a low-income household which doesn't have access to like dad's friend who can basically fix this in a bit or with all the social stigma and this would not have ended well. So that's what I was trying to ask her.
0: Forget about dad's friend, even going up to and telling your dad that something like this has happened. (laughs) That's a big thing. I mean <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah my family may suddenly laughed. now it's like a big joke, and now she's just mildly embarrassed yeah. but uh, yeah, for this this to happen to a girl who is not able to talk to her parents or able to get help, how do you do this? So there's this very focused on education, but I mean, I will have trouble surviving without my cup, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know why am I saying I don't know about it, but. <laughs>
1: I, I but get, you can imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. You know, when you, when I ask you that question that on one hand we are sending people to Mars and on the other hand, uh, you know, we are not able to provide uh, uh, a few women, a lot of women, sorry, with uh, this uh, uh, menstrual uh, hygiene products. I think a lot of this has to do with uh, capitalism. That's right now I'm in that phase of my life where I'm blaming everything on capitalism like unless, <laughs> unless you are making money out of it or politics. I'm in that phase of life. So I heard that a lot of women in low-income groups, you know, put sawdust, use sawdust mm-hmm. or rags.
1: Leaves. Yeah. Leaves.
0: So I just, yes. I, I, I got so mad and I, I just thought like, you should, you know, pick all these politicians and you should ask them to put sawdust in their underwears and roam around, do their chores and go to their offices and with sawdust you know in 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 their uh, underwears. and then they sh- they would realize hopefully that this is the need of the hour to 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 I I
1: feel a little bit differently about this so i don't know about whether capitalism is i i don't know about that but uh, i think we need to make progress on different fronts going to mars is is progress in on one front yeah. but one does not come at the expense of the other, right like uh, I think we just need to make sure that uh socially we're we're being responsible and we're doing things that we can do
0: mm-hmm. yeah it it I guess it boils down to ideology I would rather spend yeah. money I would rather spend money on uh getting clean water and uh finding a cleaner alternative to plastic. But but it's not my money. Like if some tomorrow somebody it's comes also, and it's
1: it, it's also a little bit like to do with key uh, be a bee, just global warming, pollution, all the bad things that we're doing to the earth. At some level we're going to we're gonna run out of, you know, time. Or like at some level we're going to need either another planet to colonize. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it's connected in a sense. Like you know uh, but anyways.
0: It's, colonizing Mars I think it's at least <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm, on a, I'm on a sci-fi stream <laughs> right now that's why that's yeah. why I'm talking like this Maybe, but yeah. yeah, but I, I, I get what you're saying that
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. so I think I think it, this this is a good segue to go uh, into what Mena Mahila no, nah, does. So when I heard about it, I for some reason I used to pronounce it as Maina Mahila. I don't know why. But what does maybe Mena...
1: use? <laughs> yeah. So Mena bird, basically. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Uh, so it is Mena. No, and
0: okay. it
1: is Mena Mahila Foundation. And um Mena, uh, the reason for the name is because uh Kafi Log period go Mahina bolte, Like so, and it yeah. sounds like Mena, so basically Mena. Mm-hmm. And that's how the name. So MENA is located in, the on-ground effort is basically in Govandi, Mumbai. And they have a new office that they've opened, a new center they've opened in Bandra. And uh, what they do is the whole purpose of MENA was to build sort of a, employ women and uh, provide sort of education and access about sanitary hygiene products and give women a voice to um, basically live their dreams, I suppose. But uh, what MENA does is it employs women from slum communities to make uh, sanitary products and to sell sanitary products back to the same slum communities. And uh, how this helps is we're generating employment for these women and we're also educating them about like taboos and stigmas around uh, menstruation so that we can dispel this, like all myths associated with menstruation. And also we are telling like showing a lot of these women that they need to uh, like why you should use sanitary napkins and more hygienic methods of um, sanitary like menstrual hygiene because a lot of these women used cloth or rags so uh, a lot of them were also like from super conservatives like families families were not uh, like not very educated um, were not allowed to study further Uh, were only allowed to work at MENA because it was like all women and uh, were very scared about talking about menstruation and Mm -hmm. now uh, MENA has been operational since 2015 and it's been five years and now they've they've had so many women uh, who who either work for them or have been part of their programs of uh, education mentorship and just other sort of awareness programs and who've uh, built networks through mena so now these women didn't even know other women in the same community as in you're living so much in sort of fear of the outside world almost so mena gave them an option an opportunity to sort of make connections make friends and find their voice and make them more confident and just yeah so that's what mena does
0: so so on an average in india i uh uh, looked at some numbers and it it turns out that uh, a pack of uh, sanitary napkins uh, costs about two hundred bucks, so which which uh, boils down to about five to ten rupees uh, INR per pad. So, do you know how so much? So,
1: a pack of sanitary napkins two hundred rupees. Did you look at like Whisper, like one of the leading brands? one of the leading um,
0: bands yeah so i yeah, was gonna yes. so i was gonna my, so my Mena next...
1: is 25 25 rupees for a pa- packet of pads yeah uh, and each pad will say have seven to eight pads um so Mena is yeah it's low cost basically it's, we, cheaper, we, yeah. it's yeah it's cheaper and they did a survey where they compared it with whisper and stay free and like the leading pad brands and the in the survey people people rated it highly too so it's mm-hmm. It's also comfortable and soft and everything and uh yeah so sanitary napkins depending on the like can be really expensive depending yeah. on just the high end brands yeah yeah
0: yeah why why don't you talk us through the history of mana maila foundation about uh, uh the founder sohani
1: sohani yeah. jalota so sohani has been working okay sohani jalota is the founder of mana mena, mena mela foundation she is I think 26 years old. Yeah.
0: 28. and 26? No, she's two
1: years younger than me. Yes. Oh. Uh, she's studying at Stanford right now and she's doing her PhD at Stanford, PhD and MBA at Stanford. And um, she started MENA five years ago, but she's been working in the slums for the past 10 years like, mm-hmm. on just this topic of women, women inequality and like menstruation and all these, all these things. So she's been working with these slum women for years, she uh started Mena to um, figure out like her, her dream was to make create women's networks to figure out how can we give these slum women a voice and how can we sort of empower them, and men like menstrual hygiene and re- reducing stigma around menstruation is her way of sort of bringing about that change and that's how Mena started and it started with I think five people from the slum community and they. Uh, started making in they have a uh, manual manufacturing line uh, in Govandi within the slum community and then they also have a um, they also source pads from other suppliers like at a low cost so they do both Mm -hmm. and they sell to um, they sell to hospitals uh, like maternity pads and they sell to within the slum community to the women sanitary pads and they do like door-to-door selling so they've been able to reach five hundred thousand women door to door access.
0: So that's and, like five lakh.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 counting, mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of programs like Teach mens India, Sponsor a Girl, um, and all of these are around. So Sponsor a Girl is basically you can donate to MENA to sponsor a girl for a duration of time for her sanitary hygiene, basically menstrual hygiene needs, mm-hmm. as well as. Um, other sanitary hygiene kit. So underwear, menstrual pads, all of these things, soap. Um, And uh, their their program, the Sponsor Girl program also sort of mentors and like, they keep in touch with these girls and they sort of give them some uh, seminars and workshops on menstrual hygiene, educate them about it, try to dispel some taboos and myths. Mm -hmm. And the Teach Menses India is also like partnering with local schools, and colleges and talking to giving educational seminars and workshops on this topic. Uh, recently, they've started also involving men in the conversation, uh, because a lot of a lot of the girls were like, it'll be nice if our men and our, like our fathers and our brothers also knew basically what what this is about and mm-hmm. try to reduce the stigma even in their eyes. And so they had this uh, teach in India uh, like workshop session for boys. Mm-hmm. And they got Very positive feedback within the slum community, and the boys were also attentive, and so it was cool. I think it's it's nice to get both both genders involved, or genders involved. Um, They um, are slowly trying to do um, expand to sort of manner buses, so that we can go to different slum communities uh, even deeper, and sort of provide uh, both workshops as well as pads. Um, They're trying to they recently launched a MENA health app because during COVID um, because of the stay-at-home orders, it's easier. Like they conducted a lot of their workshops through the app or through their social media platforms so that they can still be in touch with the girls and the women. Yeah. With social distancing. It's
0: it's, it's It's amazing, right? Like a 26 year old woman,
1: Oh, she's phenomenal. Uh, that girl I mean, is like a bag of energy. Yes.
0: She's, she is like Forbes thirty and the thirty in the social yes. circle. She has been to the royal family, to the Buckingham Palace. She has yes. met the Queen. She she invited <laughs> Meghan Markle to her uh Mena,
1: Yes. In
0: Mumbai. So and, basically And here and I'm, here I'm at and here I'm at twenty-eight. And all (laughs) I did is just get married.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not, (laughs) don't say it like that. Basically, Suhani is phenomenal. She is one of those people that if you know, you, who automatically like lifts the energy in the room. Yeah. And uh, you talk to her and she talks about all of these things she's doing. You're just like, Oh my God, how do you fit that in a day? She's incredible. I met her at Duke. She was an undergrad. I was a graduate student and she's also from Mumbai. And, I, I was interested in menstrual hygiene. Basically, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with menstruation and
0: mm-hmm. from
1: the whole biodegradable side. And she was working on it. So that's how we were introduced. And yeah, she's, uh, she's incredible. She's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MENA is part of, um, is part of the seven charities sponsored by the Royal Wedding.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Meghan
1: Markle's wedding. Yeah. And she was one of two Indians invited to her wedding. The other one was Priyanka Chopra
0: yeah not even modiji was invited
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she's phenomenal yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 uh amazing it's nice that uh you know if somebody tells me like in this day and age where everybody wants to make money have a comfortable life to take a significant amount of time out of your professional career out of your studies and to give uh you know that time back to the community it's uh it's out of the world. I don't know if I'm selfless enough at this moment to do that. I want to put in my heart uh, hours. I want to grow in my professional career. So whenever I come across people like these, I just take a minute and I applaud what they are doing. Because more than courage, I think it's sacrifice. How do you like how do I not know if I'm putting in 16 hours let's say of eight hours I'm putting in my professional life eight hours I'm putting in this uh, uh, you know in this uh, foundation and I'm tired I'm burnt out and then I'm not able to give 100% in my professional life I don't get uh, good enough you know I don't grow in my professional life and so I I personally think for me it's more of a sacrifice.
1: I think the way at least Sohani looks at it, is more just, she's super passionate about this. Mm-hmm. If you're passionate about something, I don't think you think about it as a sacrifice. Because mm-hmm. that's just what you do. You get up thinking about it. You mm-hmm. go to bed thinking about it. And that's just what you're excited about. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess in general, the best we can do is just do what we're interested and passionate about, no matter mm-hmm. what it is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The the next question I was going to ask you is for for somebody who doesn't have the luxury of the time or the money uh, to donate to this cause, what would you expect out of those people? What can they do to help this cause?
1: Oh, e- the easiest thing is spread the word. You want to be able to talk about this, like stories. Again, we're coming back to stories and just conversation with people, and try to if you see small injustices in life like Mm -hmm. small everyday things where you see that um, you could potentially say something that would stop some kind of you know that would for that one second destigmatize someone or like help reduce taboo or like just that is that is actually the biggest thing that anyone can do and when they're doing it themselves right like uh, sometimes when we're all like women empowerment and stuff but sometimes (laughs) it's very easy to go into that whole thing of like men are bad, which is not true. Mm-hmm. But when like, you know, when we're trying, even when we ourselves are trying to do little things, just like catch ourselves when we're doing things that may put someone else down, or I think mm-hmm. that's, that's all we could do. Uh, but on another note, if you want to help men, mm-hmm. then Suhani so basically got nominated for this uh, Cisco global citizens award. And uh, she's one of the, Only Indians this year to get nominated for this award. And uh, it's basically uh, you can vote for her. And if you vote for her, uh, the money goes to Mena. And if she wins this award, it's basically $250,000 that'll impact the lives of 250,000 women. Uh, Mena hopes to use that money for 250,000 women.
0: So
1: go vote and spread the word.
0: Yeah, so good. (laughs) So guys, please vote. We are going to put out a link as well and we'll do a short video uh, where we explain you how to uh, vote for Suhani and how to help her uh, uh, get this prize. While we head to our last segment, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the, the cycle, the vicious cycle, I think, that, uh, that is causing period poverty in India and tell me if I got it right. So I think, so uh, I, I got this number where 23 million women drop out of school every year in India when they start uh, uh, menstruating. menstruating. And this is because of the lack of sanitary products because they don't feel like going to the school, like they'll uh, be made fun of or, you know, or the social stigma around it. So I think because these women drop out of school, they don't have education, because they don't have education, they are getting married quickly by their family. Now, because they are getting married early, they don't have that independence and they have their babies early. And because they have their babies early and they are not financially stable in their life, poverty kicks in again. And because poverty kicks in again, if it's a girl child, they cannot provide sanitary products to the girl child again and then it, the cycle is going to start when the girl child goes to school again she's going to face the same problem she's going to drop out and generation after generation we if we don't if we don't uh, stop this if we uh, don't find a solution quick this is going to keep on happening did i did i get that right
1: so i think yes but i think there's more to it right a lot of it is also to do with the fact that a lot of Um, a lot of sort of the traditional belief is educating a girl child is kind of wasted money because anyway she's going to get married so it's even like menstruation is one like spending on menstruation and spending uh, education becomes more expensive because you're spending on menstruation and sending them to school and sometimes the same money that the family has they just put it on the put it like for the for a boy it'll just be that one thing but for a girl, it'll be like one of these two things. And sometimes mm-hmm. they choose. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think partly, maybe it's that, but partly it's also just the just the whole concept of uh, that education is probably wasted on women
0: mm-hmm. or
1: that a woman's place is in the kitchen mm-hmm. or that anyways, you're not going to go and work. So what is it? Like, it's just assumed, assumed right. that women are mostly going to take care of the home and the house. So right. I think menstruation is probably one facet of it but it's also just bigger than that of just how very what, what do we what is the word I don't want to say tradition but very patriarchy very patriarchal societies but also like um rural or like places where it's, it's sort of very narrow-minded societies are also like that that women are and it's it doesn't even have to be in low-income communities even in very well-off families women are sometimes like why does the women have women have to work like it's like
0: have you yeah have you seen this indian matchmaking
1: oh i have not
0: no (laughs) yeah i can just i can just imagine your blood boiling but you should should, yeah you should should, should give it a try (laughs) so when you when you talk about you know upper income families going through this problem as well i didn't know this fact until yesterday while i was researching about it that in japan You don't have a lot of sushi chefs because they think when a woman is going through her cycle, she loses the sense of taste and smell. And then it it just hit me that whenever I go to a sushi restaurant, that's true. Most of the chefs are men. And then it kind of hit me. Oh, so that's the reason. Yeah. So that's the reason.
1: I that think women woman will tell you that on their period they tend to eat more and they have all kinds of cravings. So this whole thing about taste is not. True. <laughs> yeah. But um, that is interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah. the whole thing that even uh, well-off families uh, have this whole thought that a woman should not work shows that it's not only the menstrual cycle which is causing the like that other bigger vicious cycle problem. I think it's just. The whole thing just comes down to giving women or giving everyone like a voice where you can talk about your problems where you can giving someone confidence basically mm-hmm. that they are mm-hmm. not just there for like keeping the home or just keeping the house clean but like they have an opinion and what they think matters
0: and i think even I, if we can do
1: this in our own homes that's a big enough thing
0: that's that's true and yeah. then you expect the uh kind of the chain reaction to start
1: what makes me the most sad is when women tell other women that uh, no but like you can't do this because you're because you're a woman. Yeah. Somebody taught them and they couldn't question it, and that's why they're telling someone else. And it's just yeah, yeah. not
0: good. Uh, but there's hope in this world because of people like you, because of people like Suhani, and because of all the people that are associated with Maina Mahila Foundation. Uh, so everybody listening to this episode, if you made it to the end please go to your Google website, type in Mena Mahila Foundation. It will take you to uh, Mena Mahila Foundation's page. Uh, I just visited their website yesterday and they have this vote button now. If you click on that vote button, it will take you to the website where you can vote for Suhani and help her win a $250,000 prize money, which uh, will help 250,000 girls. So... If you don't have the means and methods to put in your time or money towards this cause, please, please, please go and vote for Suhani Jalota, and you will—I promise you—you'll feel—you'll feel, you'll feel uh, good about yourself. That. Uh, and spread the word and and spread the word and spread. The <laughs> word. So that was Shagun Maheshwari. Uh, from Mana foundation talking to us about period poverty the stigma about uh, menstrual cycles and uh, we both are hopeful that in our lifetime we are going to see it and
1: we are very hopeful
0: <laughs> yeah so thank you shagun thank you for taking out the time and speaking with us
1: thank you anoop for interviewing me <laughs> this is a lot of fun
0: Yeah, so that's it, uh, I guess, on this week's episode of Panchayat. Uh, I'll see you next Saturday with another interesting topic and some nice stories. Bye-bye.